You can't afford Sydney property. We are hearing it all over the place. We're here to tell you you can. Stay tuned. We're going to give you some cold, hard, good facts. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes. Myself, Michael Burgio, Mark Novak, thinking you can't afford Sydney property. We're hearing it more and more, especially at the moment with the surging house prices. More buyers yes. are looking for alternative suburbs, regions, and even states. For example, a lot of Sydney buyers saying maybe I should buy in Queensland, maybe I should look at WA, South Australia, and Melbourne because yeah. I can't even get a house for a million dollars. But I think um, especially when you're – people need to stop looking at what – not what they're buying as is and judge you by, oh, it's a unit, it's not what I want, it's a house, when it comes to an investment. Obviously, there's very different – it's very different criteria if you're looking to buy something to live in, buy something to potentially live in um, compared to I want to – create wealth through property and I can I have a million dollars I have five hundred thousand dollars it's almost like people pick the type of property rather than just finding something that works for half a million dollars so when someone says I've, I've got a million dollars to spend but I want a house rather than looking at the numbers there well, I can't buy a house in northern beaches I'm going to go to Queensland when they should be going well there's a reason you wanted to buy a house in Northern Beaches. Maybe it's got great growth, for example. Then why don't you look at something else like a unit? A million dollars in property is a million dollars in, in property. But it's almost like, Mark, when they can't get what they think they want for the maybe the wrong reasons, house sounds good, but it's an investment, then they just sort of throw out what they've always thought, especially if they've always been buying. We hear it quite often. I know you, you had a client before. They've always been buying DY in the uplift, buying again with the equity, but it's almost like they now they can't buy the house. They're going to change their whole buying pattern to go buy in Queensland when they could just buy something else for a million dollars. I, I just, what's your thoughts? Quality. I think quality will always be quality. And just because something's got two arms and two legs, it doesn't mean it's got a brain in it. And um, I think when it comes to property, um, the, the quality principles of Sydney, Australia are always going to be there and have always been there. So I think that you can't – a lot of people just chasing the house, the big house or the new house, um, and they are sacrificing quality. I think, you know, it, you've got to – is that going to stand the test of time? Um, people really underestimate their tribe. People really underestimate, um, you know, mum, dad, brother, sister, cousins, school buddies, people they've spent 20, 30 years building building a tribe around and with and being part of tribe, a tribe and people being part of your tribe. I think that when they go to buy a property, they don't realise they abandon that. They abandon roots for work schooling education friends family so you really got to have a long hard think about it really got to have a long hard think about it yeah and i think what people should look at 
is because where we're going with where people make the jump, they're like, I want to buy the house, but now I can't get it for the money. So I'm going to buy, I'm going to go buy that house I've thought I want in DY in Gold Coast, but your the yeah. visuals is great. Like, yeah, you, you buy the house, but what's the capital growth you're sacrificing for the visual? It'd almost be like <laughs> you go for a pretty girl with a shit personality. That's like when someone says, well, I yeah. want the house, but That's I can't afford right. it. So I'm going to go buy the house yeah. in a different area and it may not have the backing. So, for example, DY, you may go a million dollars gets me an apartment. It will have 10% growth. 4% yield, very low vacancy. Then yeah. you, you look at Queensland, for example, it may only have 3% capital growth, 6% uh, rental return, which is great, but you may be looking for equity. And it's like, well, if you didn't know which either was, you didn't know what type of property it was, you just looked at the figures, you go, well, that's what I'm searching for in my investment. And then once you've made your pick, it's almost like they pull the curtains back and go, but it's an apartment, like, oh, no, I want a house. Oh, okay, I'll go Queensland. So we see a lot of people wrestle with themselves on either, like, almost thinking they can't or it's below them to buy an apartment. There is that bad stigma or sentiment that people want houses, which I think is the roots of the old school saying, was like, buy land, own it, that way. But with how... Pricing so expensive, especially Sydney and Luke says it's just going to keep going up. It's almost like it's basically buy the worst. You know that saying, buy the worst house on the best street. Even if yeah, you take that, that mindset, buy that mindset, but stay in Sydney, stay in Northern Beaches. If that's where you've always been, you've been. It's one of the golden rules. Yeah, yeah. Where people try and flip that, and they go, I want to buy the best house in the worst street, which. Not saying Queensland is, but that's what people almost make that shift. And I think that's where yeah. it stems because you had a conversation with someone the other day. Talk us through that. You're just saying it off air. Yeah, so I had a, um, a great young guy. Um, I was helping out a little bit with some um, uh, in the coffee business and yesterday. And he was saying, mate, what do you reckon? Should I go to Melbourne or should I go to Queensland? I'm like, what for? He's like got 50 G's, um, you know, full-time job, can't afford here. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't afford here with 50? Can't afford it. So before he's even started on the journey of looking for a property or talking to a broker, he's got the disposition that he can't actually afford Sydney. And I said, mate, we just sold in in um, Brookvale borderline Alambi for 535 grand, a unit that is rented for 400 a week. I said, you need a deposit of 27 grand, 28 grand to buy that, and you don't have to pay stamp duty. He said, but I've got 50. I've got heaps more than that. I said, that's my point. So why aren't you just buying that one bedroom, even if you're not going to live in it, and you're just going to rent it out, first home buyer, live in a short time, then rent it out, keep your cash, your powder dry with your cash. And he's like, yeah, I never thought of it that way. I said, got to talk to a good broker, got to get your 5% loan. And there's a lot of people just, um, they're actually, verged. they're not getting the principles right up front. They're just, they're just chasing the low-hanging fruit. And I think that you can't forget the whole reason why expensive is expensive is because it's expensive, like because it's good. Do you know what I mean? So the reason why 
something sells for premium regularly is because it's got premium principles and things about it. Are those things going to be burnt, burnt or buried or stolen? You know, what I mean by that is because Sydney's expensive, is it going to lose that shine? Is it going to lose those principles of why or those elements of why it's expensive? Of course not. Climatically, it's it's superior. You know, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. It has a beautiful harbour. Like it has a great. It's got great education. It's got a. You know, uh, the, the fundamentals that under that underpin this entire city are not being burnt, buried, or stolen. They are still there. COVID may be rewrapping stuff, but you know, those principles of Sydney being strong are still there. As Julio says, sell in Sydney and you'll never get back in. And that's exactly right. And I think a lot of people like that um, young chap you're talking to before, he's got got 50K and he, like that unit, what we've seen, he can buy that now, but more than likely in a year, in a year, he won't be able to buy that. And a lot of people have that disposition. It's like, no, I'm not going to buy a a little one bed or a little studio. I I want to buy something bigger. I want a two-bedroom. But I'll buy in an area that may not be as successful as Sydney, as Northern Beaches. So people need to stop looking at what the visuals of what they're buying, start looking at the numbers more closely. Almost, yeah, read it out, can't see it. Okay, this is um, this isn't the actual exact unit. Uh, there's another one, the other one, the block that we sold. But birds, check that out. So, I don't, all I want to say is, if if you want to, if you want to buy yeah, anywhere else, any, right? I get to so, yeah. You know, if you want to buy in uh, in anywhere else, just just bear in mind, just bear in mind. Is it going to have the, the the historic rise? And and I know people are in for yeah, that's already had its boom. I'm not going to buy in Sydney. That's already had its run. But for Christ's sake, it's done it for a hundred years. So are you are you really that smart to to get around that formula and outpace it and outsmart it for the next five or ten? Furthermore. The kid that I'm talking to yesterday, do you want to risk your life savings in the first move you make in your life? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I said to him. I said, you know, if something goes wrong, I said, you know a thousand reasons why DY is good. You know a thousand reasons why Brookvale's good. Why would you take your life savings and go bet on a suburb anywhere else that you don't know a thousand things about? Yeah. And I think a good way to always bring make uh, so people understand that look that I get them to I say to them think of your local area think of say DY for example we know there's micro markets within that suburb we know if you're on the eastern side of that road compared to the western side you're going to get probably five to ten percent more but someone from the outside looking in sees two exact same units within two hundred meters from each other one sells for nine hundred one sells for eight twenty. They think the 820s are steel. Then when one comes up again, um, maybe closer to the inferior one, they pay 880 for it because they look at the one on the other side of the street, which they don't know has that added value being there and that local knowledge. So it's you rather, I think it just comes back to buy the worst property in the best area and that will help a lot of people through because we don't mark we don't we don't see when we see capital growth we're not seeing oh this year 
went up 20%, but it didn't go up for shitty studios. Oh, it didn't go up for shitty one-betters. It only went up for two-betters. No, we see it really go up for everything. Apartments are up. Houses are up. Okay. Now, look at this comment from Luke. Sell Just sell in Sydney to build up wealth. Buy elsewhere. To, sorry, just just sell Sydney, just buy elsewhere, okay, if you're smart. See what he said? Different to what you just said. You sell just, Sydney, <laughs> just buy elsewhere to build up wealth. You can always get back right. in if you ask. Well, yeah, there's there's growth everywhere. Right. Depends where you nah, go, Mark. I'll tell you the operative word. The operative word is smart. I turn that off. The operative word is smart. You mm. gotta, you gotta guess. Oh, that suburb over there, over there. You don't even have to be smart to buy in the Sydney suburb. You, don't, you know, and it's your first buy that you're gonna make because it's affordable. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at birds. You got what you've bought. Look at what I've bought, mate. We, we there was no science in it. It just, it just kept going because we held it a long time, and then. Do you really want to buy out of Sydney and speculate? Sorry, Luke, and speculate all you know. Oh, this is going to have a train station. This is not. That's going to have a subdivision, which is going to affect my pricing. This is not. In, in Sydney, you don't need to be smart. You just need to stay in it long and boom. Well, that's the two things. Like most in your early property careers, you'd rather go definitely that safer option. They're almost, like I said, it's almost idiot-proof the Sydney growth. We've seen people knock the house down and sell the land for more. But Luke has great um, points. There are great opportunity areas, but that takes for your first home buyer, they're not going to have that value. And generally, that education, and a lot of the time, they're not even going to value or seek someone who does that education like yourself to pinpoint those areas. So it's like... Either buy where you know where it's trusted rather than, and that could be one or two suburbs, rather than going, well, I'm going to buy in different states and I'm not going to seek professional advice to at least target me into where to buy. You may, maybe uh, someone who buys their first property now, then buys two, 20 years later when they've made growth, then they may want to get a bit more creative based on more knowledge. So it's, I think, as you said, Mark, your first home buyer has to keep it simple. And I think they, I almost think they think they can outsmart the market by buying somewhere else without actually putting in the work. Like someone like Luke's done, what, 15, 20 years of work and education behind it to sort of help pinpoint which areas are better. And then so, like, like someone who's lived in an area the same, they've done the work without knowing it. They know if that street's better than that street, that side of the road is better or the sigmas to go along with it. So they're sort of, um, where's Luke's on fire? Bye-bye, be smart, just buy. But being smart's hard. So you want sometimes you need to keep it simple. Simple, that's the thing, simple buy, buy where you know. Go hard, no safe. Buy where you know. Buy and guys, I think the takeaways from today is buy under your nose, buy where your tribe is, and yeah. uh, especially when it's, when it's your first buy, don't get cocky with it. Um, and uh, and you know if you want to leave your speculative uh, uh, purchases because it is speculative because you don't know these suburbs, save it for maybe your second or third purchase. But certainly for your first. We're talking about affordable. We're talking about kids that we're talking to that, that are saying it's too expensive to buy in, in our areas. It's not. Stick to a one better. Build, 
get into that, then get into a two better, then get into a house, and guess what? The last hundred years, it's doubled every ten years. So think you know, small and grow big fast. You know what happens when you when that first home buyer tries to speculate outside. They get burnt either by a shit property manager and they're not there to ma- manage it or look at it. Something goes Man. wrong. Then they, then they get annoyed. They sell the property. They don't make money. And then they don't buy property again because they've just been heartbroken and they've had a crap example. It's not to mention the capital growth, but the, the managing of that property the dip, the, is a big difference of it being under your nose, where you are, where your tradie friends are, all of that stuff. I've had mates sell in Melbourne yeah. because there was too many. There's too much maintenance. They couldn't trust it was getting done. They couldn't get down there, and they were just like, "Fuck it, sell it." They burned money. So there are so many reasons just to keep it simple and buy under your nose. Your under your nose doesn't have to be DIY. It may be Parramatta. Buy where you know. But that's a wrap. Yeah, Luke. Thank you very much. Love ya. Cheers. See ya. Bye, Bye buddy.